Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Breeders' Cup Friday on November 3rd out at Santa Anita. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. And we're going to take a look at the five Breeders' Cup Stakes races on the Friday card, all four two-year-olds. Jim will uh, lead it off with the race that starts a pick five, an all-stakes pick five. It's the juvenile turf sprint, five furlongs on the grass. Uh, how did you see this one? Yes, five furlongs. Uh, they're not doing the sprint, the sprints from the six and a half. So this is five furlongs, a little shorter. I, I kind of went with two two euros and two U.S. horses. The, my top pick is Big Evs for Michael Appleby. Uh, comes over after winning um, a stakes race at Doncaster easily by two and three quarters. Has been in Group Ones, won a Group Three before that. So he's already won a Group Two and a Group Three in England. You've got to assume that those two-year-old races over there are as good, if not better, than this one's going to be. So Big Elves is my top pick. Also going to use uh, No Name Met uh, for George Weaver and Crimson Advocate, the other George Weaver horse. Both these fillies look like they fit. Um, Crimson Advocate actually comes out of the Ascot race, and she beat 25 horses over there. So she won the Queen Mary. So she went over there and competed with the horses that Big Elves has been um, fighting against. And so I think maybe Crimson Advocate is what will be the favorite here. Uh, it'll be between her and Big Elves, I would imagine. And I don't know, European versus U.S., I always go European. But when you have a U.S. filly that is brave enough to go over there, like Wesley Ward is taking some of his, and comes back and wins, wins at Ascot, you've got to look at her with a, with a really um, better outlook. So I think those three, the other the other European horses didn't really uh, do much for me. And the horses coming out of the um, Indian summer at Keeneland, they all finished together. Committee of One, Amidst Waves, and Shards. And I'm just thinking that race just melted down at the end. And those three are probably pretty much the same, but they're probably a level below these other three. So um, it's going to take, I think I said, two European horses. I think I'm just going to use Big L. That's the only one. And then the two inside horses from George Weaver. I... Struggled with this race, I will ad admit. I ended up kind of coming to the conclusion there's no Wesley Wards in here. He has dominated this race in its short history, and he didn't have anything in here. And so that, to me, makes it a lot more wide open. And there seems to be a ton of speed inside. I've read that Big Evs, uh, they don't think anybody can get in front of that one. Uh, you got the two George Weavers that are all speed down inside of that one. So it just seems like this is going to be a, a knockdown, dragout pace. And I am then decided I'm going to look for horses coming from off of it. So I ended up uh, going to Amidst Waves, another George Weaver horse, second versus the boys in the race you mentioned, the Indian Summer. Uh, she was down on the inside, which isn't always the, the best place to be in the turf sprints. And the main angle, though, for me is that they went and got Pratt to ride her for the first time. And he owned that turf course when he was out there riding regularly. And uh, you and I are both big fans of his uh, riding on the turf course around here. So uh, he had a great Keeneland meet doing that. So uh, that was the main angle I ended up taking amidst waves on that uh, I think he'll be running late and Pratt will work out a trip. I took uh, three euros. Um, I took amidst, I took big, e big evs, first of all. Um, for the reasons you mentioned, 104 time for him last time. Uh, I took Cherry Blossom, Aiden O'Brien, and Ryan Moore 
turning back from six and seven furlong races. So I'm thinking that one can uh, can finish strong. Now he may end up being short of uh, at five furlongs. May not have enough room to get there. But I'm looking for horses that'll uh, close off a hot pace. And then the other one I went to was Starlust. You get Frankie Dettori, who's ridden the Santa Anita Turf Course regularly and has an off-the-pace style. So I ended up looking at uh, horses coming from off of it other than Big Ed's was my strategy in here. Uh, let's move to the sixth race that starts an all-stakes pick four. Uh, two-year-old fillies going a mile and a 16th in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And I found a horse that uh, I kind of like quite a bit, and that is just FYI. Not wild about the 12 post. Uh, but uh, this horse is 8-1, to one, and I love the way in watching the, her last race uh, at Belmont, sloppy track. I just love how she glided up to the lead. They weren't even asking her to run, and she just glided to the lead, and then she just exploded through the stretch. I think she will absolutely love two turns, and maybe Tamara regresses off that big effort uh, last time. She's had time to recover, but... I was listening to Steve Bick's radio show, and one of his guests was Brad Free of the Racing Forum, who is based there at Santa Anita, and he said that uh, he had observed, and, and some others had uh, opinion, uh, workout opinion folks had backed this up, that she hasn't maybe been working quite as well as she was before those races at Del Mar, so maybe she could be vulnerable. Um, Candied, uh, I've got on uh, my ticket, um, Little worried, a little bit worried because Brightwork didn't fire in that race, and then VV's Dream, who ran second, came out of that to run poorly last Sunday at Churchill. Scalable, I'm going to use at a price for Pletcher, uh, on the a- angle that she improved with two turns, and also I like the fact that he sent her out to get a race over the track. And then uh, Chattelus the six is the other one I'm going to use. Uh, Mark Glatt's barn has been on fire at Santa Anita. Uh, I would have expected a, a little better buyer figure with kind of the perfect trip that she got last time in the chandeliers. The only reason I didn't have her a little higher, actually. But uh, let me kind of uh, read about um, you know how she's training and if the, the buzz is good, maybe move her up a bit. But I'm going to go five deep, but I got just FYI on top. How about you? I didn't use her, and I may regret it. I only used Tamara, uh, the speedster from uh, the West Coast, for Richard Mandela, who is going to be the shortest price horse probably for both days but i don't i do think she may be vulnerable she hasn't been two turns yet uh she went six and a half and then seven and i'm going to use candide as my second horse uh coming out of the alcibiades hoping that she takes a step forward from that um you're right that vivi's dream did not run well at churchill i'm thinking she may not have liked the sloppy track at churchill the other day she just never got into the bridle and and just kind of spun her wheels around ran a unthreatening third um and brightworks didn't didn't fire in that race either at at keeneland so who knows how good the race was but i think candy with a 76 buyer breaking her maiden at saratoga and then comes right back mile 16th first time against winners and wins a grade one at keeneland 86 buyer i think she fits very well in here and i think you're going to get a price with Luis Ayas riding, with Tamara going to bit get all the money. So I'm just going to go with those two. I'm getting deeper a little bit uh, later in the pick four. So I think this one may be the most formful of Friday. Let's go to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf. They'll go a mile on the turf course. And typically, uh, although the Euros won this race last year, at Keeneland, the Americans have fared better in this particular juvenile turf race than the one for the boys. And I am... Uh, going with mostly Americans uh, here on my ticket. 
going to go deep in here, but I ended up, I was between Buku, who was so impressive at Keeneland, and Gala Brand, um, and I ended up a slight lean to Gala Brand, the seven. She beat the boys in the with anticipation, and the boy that she beat uh, came back to uh, win a grade one up at Woodbine. So these horses both have an off-the-pace style, but I, I think we could get a, enough of a pace here to give them uh, a good shot to, to win. Um, I was so impressed with Buku, uh, picked her in the race at Keeneland, the Jessman, and then um, I, I think she's got a big, big shot in here, really impressive turn of foot. I mean, at Keeneland, she, they just read, wrote her, it seemed like Garcia wrote her like he knew she was much the best, just kind of back, at the back of the pack turning for home, and he just swung out and ran past them all easily. Uh, the only question I, I have is um, she's cutting back to a mile, and, uh, and I have this question with Gala Brand, too. Will they come up with their late-running style a little short? Buku's got a little more tactical speed, perhaps. So, I'm really, it's kind of a toss-up between those two. I mainly lean to Gala Brand off uh, uh, the, the win over the boys uh, where she beat Carson's run. So, it's, uh, I think one of those two uh, has got a big shot to win this. Hard to justify. It's Chad Brown and Pratt. Um, life's an audible. It's a Pletcher. Uh, and those two and Gayla Brand all came out of the same race, and there just wasn't a lot of pace for Gayla Brand. She was really uh, rolling down the stretch late in that race. And then I'm going to add a couple of Europeans on my pick four ticket, Porta Fortuna and uh, the six horse, and the 14, Le Paval, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I uh, heard the owner interviewed, uh, and they think that uh, this one will like Santa Anita, which – Suggests to me that they think she'll like and appreciate firmer ground, which she has got none of in France. So uh, I'm going to put that horse on a ticket. So six deep when I go to the pick four. How'd you see this race? Well, I've only got four, and I think I have two that you didn't mention out of the six deep. So that tells me that uh, it's probably wide open here. I went with Buku. I thought that horse, uh, that filly, went so well in adjustment. And I'm, you're right, Garcia just blew by everybody in the stretch. I don't know how good the field was, but she came from nearly last. She was in the 10 hole, drawn much better here today, and she's shown the ability in her, in her maiden race at Churchill to get closer to the pace and then draw off. So I don't think she has to come from way out of it. So she's a very versatile filly. I think Buku is probably um, my top American pick. I'm also going to use She Feels Pretty for Cherie DeVoe, one of my favorite trainers right now, that 19% trainer, and she had her nice meet at Keeneland. She shipped this filly from Ellis Park, where she broke her maiden, up to Woodbine and went from a maiden special weight to a grade one, just like we talked about Candy doing the same thing with um, at Keeneland and the Alcibiades. So she shipped up to Natoma, the Natoma Stakes, and won that at a mile. So she's from the nine hole. She tracked the leaders and ran them down in the stretch of one by four and a quarter. So I think she's got a big shot. Two euros that I use, I use Porta Fortuna coming out of the group one win at Newmarket for O'Brien, and then Carlos Way is one that you didn't mention. This filly comes out of a grade two at Newmarket, the Rockefeller Stakes. Uh, time forms are 96, where Porta Fortuna was 97. So I think I've got two Americans and two Europeans. I may not be deep enough in here. I think this one's wide open. We'll move to the eighth race on the Breeders' Cup Friday card. It is the juvenile for the boys at a mile and a 16th. And, Jim, how'd you see this one? I see this one. I, I, I tend to favor the Keeneland races here sometimes too much, but I thought Locked 
and the wine steward both looked really good at the Breeders' Futurity. Uh, Locked was the favorite. Wine steward was four to one down on the inside, and, and Luis Saez ran a beautiful race with him and almost got up and and beat Locked, where Locked looked like uh, the second coming of, of Flightliner in his maiden race at Saratoga. Ran well, but I think those two coming out of Breeders' Futurity just a half length apart, both have a big shot in here. I think Timberlake has a shot with Brad Cox, who scratched out of that Breeders' Futurity, went and won the Champagne by four and a half that day. Prince of Monaco for Bob Baffert out of the Del Mar Futurity with Pratt riding. He's Fierceness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a line through the Champagne. I can't believe that Fierceness ran that badly that day. Uh, he broke his maiden at Saratoga on a muddy track. Maybe he just liked the mud that much, but he beat Arab Defiance, who came back and won again. Her third-place horse came back and won again. And he ran really badly in that Timberlake race at Cham- the Champagne. But uh, basically, Irad eased up on him and got beat by 20 lengths, which is no big deal. Uh, I think just draw a line to it and say, if he's coming off that 95 buyer, he's one of the favorites in here. So I think he's got a shot. And then Baffert's other horse coming out of American Pharaoh, uh, Moose, um, a 91 buyer in the American Pharaoh, and uh, obviously was much the best that day. Uh, I think this is a this is a good race, but I think the Keeneland horses really have a big shot in here, along with Timberlake for Brad Cox. Yeah, I'm unlocked as well. Uh, I thought he won the Breeders' Futurity with the kind of wide trip that rarely wins mile in a 16th races at Keeneland. So he was very impressive, uh, and he beat a good horse in the Wine Steward, who got a much better trip than Locked did that day. So I like Locked. Uh, Timberlake, uh, I loved his race in the Champagne. And the question is two turns, but everything visually suggests that he'll like it just fine. This horse was very highly touted going into the stake at Saratoga and then just got cooked on a pace that was way too fast. Bounced back and uh, and ran back to the race at uh, Ellis in the next start. Uh, Muth is a Baffert uh, two-year-old. And I think he's probably the one they'll have to pass when they come into the stretch. He may not go straight to the front, but I think he'll take the lead somewhere on the final turn, and they're going to have to pass him in the stretch. And uh, this is one that Baffert uh, considered shipping in for a stake, two-year-old stake at Saratoga and then ultimately elected to stay home. So Muth got a prep over Santa Anita. Um, the wine steward certainly merits consideration um, with the steadily improving buyer figures. Uh, I'm going to throw one more wild one out there that I'm going to uh, actually think Locked, Timberlake, or Muth will win this. So I am gonna was going to use just those three on my pick four ticket, and then I thought I'm going to add one more home run shot. And this is the Japanese horse. Ikoro Neo has uh, raced twice, so coming off a maiden win at six furlongs. They ran him long the first time. So why am I including this horse? Well, uh, I heard Brad Free in that interview with Steve Bick on his radio show and he actually found this race. I haven't been able to find it. He said the horse was like 20 lengths back and came at six furlongs and nearly won. Uh, if you look at uh, pedigree, it's an American dirt pedigree. And uh, these are top connections in Japan, and we've seen the Japanese horses do well on big days. So I'm going to throw that one in to, to light up the pick four if, if he could hit, and, uh, and I've got the other three legs. It'll pay boxcars, as the saying goes, so I'm going to throw that one in as well. Let's go to the juvenile turf, a mile on the grass for the boys. Uh, the uh, Europeans have a much stronger record than the Americans do in this particular juvenile turf race. How did you see this one? I've used two, two Europeans, Nick River, Tiber, for Aiden O'Brien, and 
and unquestionable for Aiden O'Brien. I think he may run one, two in this race. Um, unquestionable comes out of two-year-old race at Longchamp, uh, got beat by one length in a group one, uh, had raced in a group one in Ireland, had a 102 time for him. River Tiber uh, comes out of a group one at middle at um, Newmarket and got beat two and a quarter by Van Dijk, who is obviously one of the best horses in uh, France and Great Britain. The, the, that horse won both those races, two group ones. So there's no Van Dijk in here, so I think River Tiber is going to be tough to handle. Uh, I am going to use Michael McCarthy's horse endlessly. Coming out of Zuma Beach at Santa Anita, mainly because the horse has a, a race over this turf, and the two Aiden O'Briens have likely uh, never raced on firm turf. That's always a question mark for the Europeans. So McCarthy's horse uh, really ran well in the Zuma Beach, uh, beat another horse, Grandma the first that's in here, endlessly is three for three lifetime. So getting better every time. And I'm going to leave it there. I think the Europeans... Uh, have a have a good solid hand in here, and I, I didn't really care for the other uh, Americans. Uh, Carson's Run would be my third choice in here, I guess, or fourth fourth choice. But stuck on the fourth out in the fourteen hole, um, no bargain at a mile on the turf here. But won the Summer Stakes at Woodbine, beat my boy Quetz, who came back and won. Carson's Run would be my fourth one. Talk of money, I'm going to stick with the two Europeans and endlessly with my uh, to end out the Breeders' Cup Friday. I am like you. I'm like like the two Aiden O'Briens. I ended up taking Unquestionable on top, and the only reason was I think he's been seven furlongs and River Tiber's only been six. Uh, and he had a little slightly slightly higher time form, best number of 102 at that seven furlong distance. So I, I think one of those two wins it. I uh, gave just a slight nod to Unquestionable, and you get DeTore, Ryan Moore seemingly picked the other one, but uh, DeTore's pretty good. So I think one of those two uh, wins it. I'm not real high on the American runners. Uh, probably the one I'd be highest on was Carson's run, and he drew the 14 hole. Uh, Agate Road for Pletcher, you could consider. Um, the nice win in the grade two Pilgrim. The other one that you might throw on your ticket, uh, not, either for the pick four or maybe if you're playing like a try or, or super, Tok Tok for Graham Motion. This horse, uh, I think, could hit the board. Uh, came running late at uh, Keeneland. Had been impressive in two starts previously. And, uh, you know, Graham Motion usually is pretty serious when he sends one all the way across the country. So uh, take a look at that one maybe for an underneath play or, uh, you know, show bet if you're going to do a parlay, something like that. So, uh, But I think the one of the two Aiden O'Briens wins it. All right, Jim, let's uh, do the late pick four uh, in terms of a ticket for the folks. So it'll start in the sixth race with the juvenile Phillies on the uh, main track. What's your ticket look like? I have a uh, $72 ticket using one and seven candied in tomorrow in the first leg with three, six, nine, eleven spreading in the third leg, one, two, four, six, nine, ten, and back to two, eight, nine in the final leg for 72 bucks. My ticket is going to be more expensive than I typically give out, but it's a Breeders' Cup day, so time to swing for the fences. Um, I'm going to give you these numbers in order of my preference in each leg. So if uh, you want to play my ticket as a listener, you could uh, pair off a, a horse at the bottom of the list somewhere along the way and, and reduce the cost of the ticket. So here we go. 12, 7, 6, 3, 1 with 7, 3, 12, 8, 6, 14 with 
800-626-6405 with 82. That is $120. Best of luck on the Friday card. Just a fantastic weekend for horse players every year for these Breeders' Cup races. Uh, we'll be back to take a look at the Saturday card in our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.